Mojo. What's going on, good people? This is Reverend Kojo, and this is Relationship Goals. I know it's been like a really long time, and I, I'm just going to start off with this disclaimer. Like, I actually recorded 10 Relationship Goals ex, um, episodes that are actually sitting in queue and had been sitting in queue from the time that I released the first one. And for some reason, I just didn't ever feel compelled to release them. I, I guess I didn't think that they were up to par or that they could be better. And ironically, I started teaching this series on Relationship Goals first of this year, and in teaching it, I've learned more about relationships uh, than I've learned in counseling and mentoring over the years. And so I'm glad that I waited because a lot of the insight that I thought that I had is a lot better now um, as I've had to actually put it down into words and, and had to develop sermons and, and, and handouts circled around relationships. Well, I want to talk today about this thing that I, I use with a lot of people who come to my office, who come to the church um, in relationships, because what you a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of our relationships are toxic. Like they're not just bad. They are toxic. Like people put up with manipulation and cheating and chaos that is just absurd. And they bill it as normal because nobody ever showed them what love should look like. And so I've, you know, over the, over time, I've, I've come up with these things that seem to work. And so what I'm going to share with you today is what I share with every young lady and every young man who comes in and says that I love them, but, and they, their list of buts are way greater than their list of, 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 of reasons to, that they love them. And so what I'm, what I'm going to suggest to you is, is it's tough love. And it's one of these things that you can't do unless you believe that the system works. Okay. And so if, if for any moment that you don't think, believe that the system works, you need to hold off on it, on it until you're fed up, you know, <laughs> um, you know, and, and I, and I say it, I say it like that because what I'm about to suggest to you is hard, especially with somebody you didn't slept with and you didn't spend some time with, and you probably didn't live with them. Uh, for a lot of people who come to my office, they have children together or they built a house together, um, and so they find themselves in a situation where what I'm about to suggest, suggest is hard, okay? So this is, this, is, this is my thing, okay? Let go. Let go. And that's, that's the hardest thing in the world. And, and I say that because I struggle to get over breakups. Oh, my God. I, I've been in this weird tango for, for a long time. Well, I was in this weird tango for a long time. And, and what happens is you begin to go back to who they were before things got crazy. And you hold on to how they made you feel in the beginning. You hold on to all of the time that you invested. And as you do that, you don't leave room for yourself to grow and for others to grow. There's a thing that I've said on Instagram and I've said on Facebook and I've taught in classes over and over again. And what it is, is that you know, for the last maybe five or six years, I've told people, you need to find somebody that can contain you. And that was very valid uh, when I first started teaching it because I had a whole bunch of people who were dating people who they had to hide parts of themselves from. They had this fear, if I t- 
tell you what I do when you're not here. If I tell you this part about myself, you're not going to want to come near me. If I tell you that I think about these things or I have these types of fantasies, you're going to leave me. And so I, I started teaching people, you need to find somebody who can contain you. Well, uh, because I believe that the system works, um, it's the people that I was telling you need to find somebody to contain you. They're growing and they're, they're walking in purpose and they're getting promotions and they're moving up in life. And the problem with finding somebody that can contain you is that they can contain the old you. But if they can only contain you but can't maintain you. They can contain you, but can't maintain you. That means that they can't grow with you. They're not, they can't climb with you. And, and here's the deal, right? So, and this train is really getting on my nerves. <laughs> this, the, if you can hear it in the background. But here, here's the deal. If you are climbing an oak tree and I'm cr- climbing a mountain, in the beginning, we're both climbing. And in the, if in the beginning, we're both climbing, we're both satisfied, it feels like we're going in the same direction. And since it feels like we're both going in the same direction, we, we you know, we are, we are made for each other. We're, we're vibing. But at some point, since you're climbing a, a tree, even if it's an oak tree that's really tall, at some point, you're going to reach the pinnacle of your climb and you're going to become content. I, however, am climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> I still have climbing to do over and above what you have to do on your journey to find contentment to find that place in which I've been striving. And since I'm looking for something that's a little bit further, at some point you're going to grow to resent me because I won't sit down, or I will grow to resent you because you're trying to keep me in place, and there is so much more on tap for me. And so here's what I suggest to people all the time when when things do not feel like they're right. Because it's clear to me when you have to ask, should we be together? You probably shouldn't be together. You need to walk away. And when I say walk away, that does not mean we can be friends. And that is something I do not believe in. I'm not friends with my exes. It does not mean that we can be friends. It does not mean that we are going to go spend this a good amount of time together. What it means is that I'm going to completely disconnect from you for at least six months to a year. I'm a completely disconnect from you. And I'm a, I'm going to focus on my purpose. Why did God put me here? I'm going to find that because so many people have no idea what their purpose is. And if you don't have your, any idea what your purpose is, the template God gives us is that, um, he gave Adam in the garden in Genesis two, he gave Adam, he gave Adam a job. He told him, go name the animals, tend the garden, have dominion. He gave Adam a job. At no point did Adam complain about being alone. At no point, the one who brought it to his attention that it wasn't good to be alone was God. God watched Adam walk around and he was content. Adam was content content because he had a relationship with God. God was feeling all the needs that he could feel. And what God wanted to do is God wanted to present to him a, another level. Okay. He found complete contentment walking in purpose and walking with God. And since he was here to grow up, become good at walking in purpose and walking with God, God said, let me send you some help. And so after he had gone and named all the animals and after he he was tending the garden, he had got his system down. God sent him a woman with whom he could not refuse. 
Okay. So what, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for you? Is that if you are over here stuck on relationship and, and you're frustrated because y'all aren't going in the same direction, you, your dreams are not realized. They don't understand you. They don't get you, but they make you feel warm at night. You know, they know how to, they, how to make you feel good when you feel bad, but when you feel good, they can't make you feel better. Uh, you, you're, you're living in this place of mediocrity and, and, and y'all are, y'all are doing okay. The house is okay. The kids are okay. If you have them, you you know, the job is okay, but nothing is phenomenal, you know, and, and, and this is my belief. And I'm not necessarily somebody who believes in that God's will is that all of us be rich. And I don't believe, I don't believe that. I do believe that it is his will for me, <laughs> but, but, but I don't, I don't necessarily believe that that's everybody's story because that's also not everybody's desire. Um, but what I do know is that God said that he, he said, Jesus came that we would have life and have life more abundantly. That didn't mean that we would have life and life more mediocrity in mediocrity. He said more abundantly. I want you to live your dreams. I want you to feel some things. I want you to have all the things that you desire. I want you to see and be and experience. And so there's, there's this thing that he gave us. They were called gifts and wrapped in our gifts. The gifts take you further so that you can find purpose. And so that you may find purpose that you may be able to exercise purpose in, in your job and in helping people and, and making this earth better. Did you not know? That when God made you, he made you because there was a need in the earth. God made the man and then he made the, he, he made the garden and he said, oh, there is a need. And he made the man. So here's what, here's what we know. Here's what we know is that when God made you, he, there was a need in the earth. He put gifts on the inside of you and gave you purpose. But if you never find out what the purpose is, you may never find the person God designed for you. And here's the thing. God is not going to make you marry anybody. He's not going to make you get in relationship with anybody because we have free will. But I kind of want you to notice what he did in Genesis 2 with Eve. After Adam has, has named the animals and, and none of them are suitable helpers for him, he goes and takes a, an, a rib from Adam. And Adam, he pulls her out. He pulls out the rib and creates woman. When he creates woman, he shows her to Adam. He doesn't give Adam a command. He doesn't say, here, go marry her. He doesn't say, you have to be with her. But after Adam is walking in purpose, he recognized purpose and purpose. He, he recognized that this is the flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. This is the one. Now, I'm willing to bet that if God would have brought Eve before Adam was walking in purpose, he might have missed her. Because they're probably in the way. His focus was not clear. He didn't know how to look. He didn't know what he needed. Because you, how do you know what you need if you're not doing anything? Because you don't need anything. You know, when I work uh, with my dad, um, we, we own, the family owns a heating and air company. When I work with my dad and I come out of the office and I go out into the field, when I work with my dad, often I have to go to where he is and he will say, hey, I'm missing this tool. Hey, I need you to run to a supply house and get this. He wouldn't know that he needed that tool at that moment until he was engaged in the job. And so a lot of you, uh, and a lot of me included, a lot of us find ourselves in, in lacking in relationship because we've not tapped into purpose. Now, I think I'm, I'm kind of tapped into purpose. I'm, I, I, I joke today as I posted a video um, 
on Instagram and on Facebook, I said, I said, I just hop back into purpose because I used to do these videos every single day and I did podcast every single day and I would, I was getting a lot of response and then I got tired. Oh God, I got tired. I got tired and I, I got fatigued and I didn't feel like I had a relevant word because when you're a high performer and people look forward to hearing you speak or they look forward to hearing you, what you, what message you have, you're expected to have a bomb word every time. And that's fatiguing. <laughs> you, you sit there and you try to wreck your brain and then you record 30 videos to, to, to dial it back to about one minute to post. And you're, you're, you have all this anxiety. And so I stopped posting, stopped recording. And, and what I found, though, is when I was hopped into purpose and I'm helping folks and I'm, I'm doing everything. And, and y'all, I preach a lot. I preach a lot. I give a lot of messages. I teach a, lot, teach a lot of Bible studies. I teach close to eight Bible studies a week. I preach once or twice a week, sometimes three and four times. Um, but what I found is that when I'm operating in purpose, Everything else in my life, my life works. My relationships work. My romantic life works when I'm in purpose. When I'm relaxing and I'm not, my relationship life goes haywire. We can't even have a con. I mean, and and probably probably made for each other. Can't have a conversation. Can't I mean? Can't have a conversation. Can't dwell in peace. We are at odds with one another. When I'm operating in purpose, it works. Pushes me closer and closer to the Lord. It's crazy. Operating in purpose. Operating in purpose. You got to operate in purpose. And so in order to operate in purpose, a lot of times we have put the cart before the, the, the horse. And so we have tried to get a person and we don't know our purpose. And since we don't, we've tried to go get our, um, we've, since we don't know our purpose, we've made this attempt at getting a person. And here's the deal is like, God, you know, he knows, you know, all about you. He made you from the beginning. He knit your inward parts. He did all these wonderful things on the inside of you from the beginning. He put these gifts inside of you. He has a purpose because there's a void in the earth. But here's the deal. God made you right. But Satan kind of knows your weaknesses because he watches your patterns. And so since you didn't pursue purpose first, a lot of times what ends up happening is that Satan knows what you like, what it looks, what looks good to you. He knows what you like and he knows what can hook you in so that you'll stop pursuing purpose or, you, or that you won't. And so he'll masquerade that by you, parade it on by you. And you're looking like, ooh, look at that. And while you over there looking at that. Purpose is calling, but you're over here chasing some tail. <laughs> you're over here chasing some tail. And, and, and while you're chasing tail, your purpose is sitting here going unattended. And you, when, when you get down the road, you find out on the inside that the person you were chasing was toxic on the inside. But at this point, y'all done had sex. Your soul and got tied tighter and tighter together. You might have even had a kid. You've moved in together. You bought a house together. He's wrecked your credit. Uh, and, and now the family that met him and they think he's all right. And there's so much baggage attached to the relationship that you decided that I might as well stay. And the relationship might not even be that bad, okay? And I want you to get this because a lot of people miss this. The relationship might not be that bad. And sometimes it is. It's terrible and you need to run. But sometimes the relationship is okay. You know, we talk, we, we vibe okay, but it's just mediocre. And I've just arrived at this place in my life that I am not okay with being mediocre. And a lot of people don't get that about me. 
They, they and, and they think that I'm picky, but I'm, I, I am just not okay with being mediocre. If we're going to do it, let's do it well. I'd rather be by myself than be in a, something that's mediocre because nothing about me is mediocre. Nothing about me is mediocre. I can't bake, so I don't. And, and, and people tell me all the time, don't stop trying to, I, I can't bake, so I don't. I tried to make cookies. The things came out like bricks. I tried to make cupcakes. They came out tasting like dough. I, I drew the conclusion after several attempts that I can't bake. So I don't. I find people who are good at it. And people who are good at it tend to like me because I am really good at a lot of other things. Phenomenal at a lot of things. Brilliant at a lot of things. And so since I, can't, I cannot bake, I don't. And so I'm not okay with mediocrity. And so I say that to say this, that I don't want you to settle for mediocre in your relationships. You're like, oh, well, it's all right. When there is somebody that God designed for you, that there is a rib out there for you, that there is, I mean, somebody that you will look at one day and you'll be like, how could I ever have thought that it could have been someone else? How could I have ever thought that I might settle? So here's how we, here's how we, de- we determine if the person who's in our life is who God designed for us to have, okay? And, and like I said earlier, it's hard. You're going to have to let go. And I mean, let go completely. Walk away, step away. Um, and this is what you do when you step away. You step away, you stop communicating. We're not friends. I don't need to be in your web because maybe you were manipulating me. And I'm, I'm going to do a talk on that eventually. And I call that soul rape. Maybe you're manipulating me. Maybe you are spending, um, maybe you're, you're impeding me from getting closer to God. You know, you know, both of us are Christian, but I'm trying to go higher. You're not really down with going to church more than once a a month. And I'm trying to figure out what God really wants for my life. Um, and so we both Christians, so we're really not unequally yoked, but we are a little bit. Um, and so maybe you're keeping me from going further. Maybe I want to get my PhD, but you over here like, Hey, let's have another baby. And so a lot of times it's not bad people. It's just that you're not correctly aligned. Now, if you're married, I ain't got a solution for you. You stuck in there. You, you know, you tied yourself in here. But if you're dating, <laughs> if you're dating, I really want to help you. I, and we'll talk about marriage later. Uh, but if you're dating, I really want to help you. So the third person thing is that you want to let go. And you want to let go because I strongly believe this. Love will never return void. And I could go down and tell you my intuition through the scriptures of why I believe this, but um, I'm going to save you that 10 minute soliloquy. <laughs> and I will tell you that love will never return void. And since love will never return void, this is what I know that if you leave and you step away and you work on yourself, you focus on purpose. And this is the key you focus on purpose, you focus on your relationship with God, focus on purpose some more, focus on your relationship with God. And I'm, I mean, you're serious. You're figuring out why He put you here. You're, de- you're chasing after your destiny. You're getting degrees. You're, you're starting businesses. You are serving uh, people and, and, and places and things. And you are doing all the things that God put you to do, be here. If they come back, after an extended period of time, when they come back, they will come back bigger, better than they were before. If they come back and they're doing the same stuff, it's not from God because God is a God of excellence. 
And since God is a God of excellence, why would God send you somebody back and you're focused on him and you're growing and you've gotten better and now they can't even contain the person you used to be? When God sends you somebody, he's going to send you somebody made of the same stuff you're made of. You remember Adam and Eve? He took her, he took her from him. They're going to be made of the same cloth as you. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to be the same person. That does not mean you're going to be the same person because remember, he removed the rib. So Adam was missing the rib. They're going to compliment you, but they're going to be headed in the same direction you're headed in. Okay. And so while that may not mean, <laughs> that may not mean that uh, you both are going to be doctors or that you're both going to be preachers or that you're both going to be business owners. It may be that mean that she's the, she's an accountant and you're an entrepreneur or, or she's the accountant and you're a finance mind because we know finance grows the money, you know, and it's me and this finance degree finance grows the money while accounting, make sure that all the pennies are accounted for. And so while it's growing, you got to have somebody counting while they out there growing it. Maybe you have somebody, you have a situation where, um, where you're, you're head first into full-time ministry and they are really good at keeping a schedule because you unorganized and, and you may be anointed, but you're not organized. What God will do is he will send somebody who's headed in the same direction with, with you that has the things that you don't have. Now, don't get me wrong. You are not incomplete. When you start working on your, yourself with Christ, you're not incomplete. You're still a whole person. What he does is he enhances, he enhances who we are with the help of somebody else. Okay. And what happens is your capacity increases when, when you become one flesh, your capacity increases. And so it doubles. It didn't complete you. You got doubled. You got more resources. You got the ability to go further and deeper and to think another way, to empathize even deeper because you became one flesh and you got, you, you, you got new resources, if you will. So the, the, the thing that I want you to notice is, is, is that you're going the same direction, but also what that does is while you're focusing on purpose and you focus on God, you begin to go higher. Okay, and so some of those folks that were coming your way, that were wasting your time by the months and the years and some for some of y'all, the decade, what ends up happening is as you move up higher, they get out of your league. See, here's the thing. Sometimes God, for some of you, God has designed you to be in a league five, but you never started climbing. And so you're a league five and the person God designed for you is in league five. But you're still down here in League One, but you never got on the elevator to go higher. And so you're over here wondering why you're thinking on League Five, but living in League One, you've got to make up in your mind, God made me, there's something on the inside of me that's calling me higher. There's something on the inside of me that, that destines me to do more. And that's why he put purpose before the person, because he needs you to go and find, you got to make, arrive, you got to arrive to a piece of your place, a piece of your purpose before you need help. You notice when you get help, your capacity increases. Why do you need your capacity to increase when you're not even operated at full capacity now? We got to find purpose. We got to find why did God put me here? Why did God put me here? And then once you level up, you'll begin to see why it never worked with anybody else. You'll begin to talk to people and you'll be like, wow, I was wondering why I didn't like to talk. Nobody was on my level. 
really funny story as a kid, I couldn't stand kids. And I know it's ironic. And it's ironic that I'm, I'm a youth minister and a young adult minister, and I serve on college campuses all over the state of Alabama, but I don't like children. <laughs> and, and here's the truth. It's, it's, it's not that I don't like children. I don't. It's certain ages. I'm a teacher, very much so a teacher, very much so a coach, and I want to help you. If you can't listen to me, I don't really want to fool with you. Um, and that's probably why I don't need to have kids. <laughs> um, but, 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 but when you can listen to me and when I can help you, and I know that I've heard from God, I know that I've studied, I know that I took the class, got the degree, and I'm trying to tell you something. If you will listen to me, if I if you're teachable, I can help you. Well, you know, there's a little age in there that kids get to, but they're not teachable. It's not their fault. It's the hormones. They're not teachable. And so I'm just not, never been fond of children from between the ages of about eight and 15. Now, I've never been fond of them. They're not teachable. Some of them are, and, and, and I need to stop saying it like that because there are, there are some kids who are up under me who they eat up everything that I say, and they are growing by leaps and bounds. But here's, here's my whole point. Here's my whole point is that as you are growing, you will see why it never worked on any other level because we all start close to the same place. I'm not going to dare say that we all started on the same level because that's not true. But we close, We all start at a bottom. Now, some of our bottoms are lower than others, but we all start at a bottom and have to begin to climb. As we climb, we pick things up along the way. And so you'll pick up help when you need help. You can't, you're not going to need help on level one. <laughs> and some people require help on level two. My mom and daddy met at 13. And they got married at 22 and 23, respectively. Um, and I think it's because my daddy needed help. <laughs> still needs help and has been needing the help of my mama for a long time. And they are, per they're, they're opposites, but they are perfect for one another. And so I believe, and I, I believe wholeheartedly God sent her very early because he needed help and he's brilliant. He's brilliant, but there are some weaknesses there that needed help. And so my whole point is that every, every, as you climb, you're going to pick up people. I can tell you this for this time last year, I was begging God for a mentor, or maybe a year before last. I was begging God for a mentor. Nobody would teach me. Nobody would teach me. You know, I'm in ministry. I was doing okay. And that's the thing is it, when you're gifted, I was doing better than those around me. But I felt like there was something in me that was bigger and better than I, than I could have ever thought. And I, and I felt like I was missing something in my preaching and I just wanted some help. I needed a mentor. Help me, help me, help me. And I couldn't get a preaching mentor. But it was the same story with the piano. I started playing at piano at eight. Couldn't keep a consistent teacher. I mean, and I had some really great teachers. I mean, some, some great teachers who would come along and they would teach me something and then they wouldn't teach me anymore. Or things would happen in their lives and they would stop teaching. Or they would just decide that they just couldn't teach. And I, was, and I would always find myself, why won't anybody teach me? I want to learn. I'm sitting here doing the homework. I'm studying these notes. I'm always at the piano. Teach me. And within the last year, as I put in the work by myself, God has sent people to teach me the necessary things that I wouldn't learn on my own to mentor me. And I can finally kind of say that I have somewhat some mentors. I guess I've never really needed heavy mentorship, but he sent me some pieces of some mentors um, and some very wonderful people who have done phenomenal things, but they all came at the right time. 
all in the right timing. It's, it's amazed me how God has done that. So as I've climbed, as I've gone through life's journey, God has sent me what I needed. So that goes for relationship. That goes for friendships. I've gained them and I've lost them. Folks I thought would have been in my life forever. We don't talk anymore. And every breakup has not been nasty. Every breakup has not been nasty. There have been some nasty dog, dirt, terrible uh, breakups, but every breakup has not been nasty. But one thing that I've noticed about God is that he has been so faithful to give me everything that I need, but I had to keep climbing because at any point when I stopped climbing, I stopped getting, I stopped gaining. But as long as I was pursuing knowledge, as long as I was pursuing purpose, as long as I was trying to get bigger and better, well, not necessarily bigger, but getting better at what I, what I was working toward it, being a better steward of my gifts, it got better for me each, each step. And so the other thing I want you to notice is that if you're, you're with the person that comes before your purpose, and sometimes the purpose who, person who comes before your purpose, God will open up for you and let them be in relationship with you, but he'll bring them back. But the danger of that, one of the things that I want you to notice is that sometimes they will come along and as they come along, they impede you from going to the next level. And so I don't, I don't want you to get there. Because a lot of you will get manipulated because they'll be like, well, I thought we were, we were good. I thought a relationship was working. And since they think, you know, our relationship was working, why would you come up and, and, and shake things up right now? But anybody who can't respect that you're trying to get right with yourself and get right with God probably isn't God's pick for you. And that's just, that's just, that's just a little bit of, of free common sense. Um, and, and I guess it's not common. Because a lot of times, well, I guess we presume, well, maybe I am crazy. Maybe I am moving out of haste. Maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. Maybe you are the one because, I mean, ain't nobody else treating me like you treat me. But what if I told you, you got to make room to get bigger and better? And if it's them, they will step up to the plate. If it's the person you with, they will step up to the plate. They will get right because you've required it. Because you're worthy of it and you're putting the effort into yourself. You're increasing your value which means that they have to come to the table with an even better currency. And if they come back to the table with an even better currency, I mean, who can say that it's not them? But this is the test. you got to step up. And when you step away, you got to pursue purpose. So here's what I want to tell you about pursuing purpose. Um, I, I really believe in this. There's a spiritual shape test, and, 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 and I will tell some testimonials about that later. Uh, that I use is, is spiritual is if you Google spiritual shape is the first one up there is like um, it's not a very modern looking test but you take it online and I tell you what you do if you send it to Rev Kojo R-E-V-C-O-J-O at Nineveh N-I-N-E-V-A-H dot com or uh, dot org I apologize or N-A Jones at the Kojo company uh, T-H-E-C-O-J-O company dot uh, com send your results there for your ministry leader and I will help you decipher what that means I, I really I really want to help you find purpose because I know that if you can find purpose um, God will do infinitely above what the things that you imagined are when we're out of purpose we're out of the will of God we get in the will of God boy things just start working like you would have never imagined so do that step away and it's a challenge if you if you can't do it don't do it now save this podcast and come back to it when you fed up <laughs> well folks this has been uh, relationship goals i will see you next week y'all be good <laughs>